When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Bus Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Happy Wednesday? Happy Wednesday. It's uh January it's only January 3rd. It is. If you had told me to guess, I would have said like the fifth. <laughs> Feels like we're we're well into the new year. I'm destroyed this week already. I didn't know it was Wednesday until I got in the car. Basically, what day did you think it was? I thought we were on Tuesday. Okay, well, that's better than the other way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it. We touched on Bryce Underwood last week, um, and Steve Wiltfong of Two Four Seven Sports, their national recruiting director, wrote an article today about Bryce and his commitment. Uh, this Saturday, you can expect it around 3.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Eastern. Bryce Underwood coming off three state, three consecutive state title appearances. Lost this last one, won the previous two. Um, he said he's committing on the 6th because that's uh, honoring his great-grandmother, who's a big inspiration to him. He spoke about all the schools that are in for his commitment there's seven of them alabama cu florida state lsu michigan oregon and penn state on colorado he said the future is very big for colorado they're getting a lot of o-linemen to protect their quarterback it's going to be a great future for colorado the experience at colorado was unmatched game energy game atmosphere is ridiculous and that's bryce talking about that that's bryce he came here for the csu game alongside jordan seaton man and him and Seton are boys. Yep. Him and Shador are boys. Yep. And I love that. Um, just personally, I'm like, this dude's been everywhere. And he says that our atmosphere is unmatched. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to me. But how uh, about this one? Okay. Quote from his mom. Yes. So this isn't Bryce. This is from his mom. And as I tweeted out, the eternal optimist in me is ready to call something in here an Easter egg. Okay. So. One thing we instill in Bryce is balance, she said, making sure his decision will be based on him, first of all, being challenged academically, being mentally and emotionally healthy in his journey. Somewhere, he is being challenged on the football field and is able to use his voice as a leader. Now listen closely. Also somewhere where he can lay down a foundation of being legendary. I would say those factors somewhere he is comfortable and where he can use his voice and where he's being heard. Um, So I think, first of all, Colorado is a great spot for everything that she mentioned. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, eternal optimist in me, looking for hints, looking for spin, looking for Easter eggs. 
Somewhere laying the foundation of being legendary? Yep. Does that sound familiar to you, Jake? I mean, he was attached at the hip to Shador after that game at CSU. I was surprised to see him walk in the press conference room, honestly. Yeah. I've never seen that. No, me either. In my life. He he wanted to... He, it felt like he was um, in like a simulation of like, what's it like to be <laughs> exactly, QB1 in Colorado? Yes, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> so obviously, it's a, it's a reach. But... When I heard that word legendary, laying down the foundation of being legendary, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, who who better to do it uh, than to follow in the footsteps of legendary mode himself, uh, yep. Sanders. Uh, his father also spoke about his commitment, um, said that education is huge. We want to make sure he goes to a school and gets his education. Um, he apparently wants to go to school for psychology, other being sports medicine. So... He's uh he's here to play football, but he sounds like he's here to play school too. Colorado's a great school. Yeah, I love it. Not <laughs> um, me. Go ahead. I said not me. Oh. <laughs> I was never there to play school. This is from his private quarterback coach Donovan Dooley, just about Bryce's talent. He said he can do anything on a football field, throw a football from any platform, and when things go wrong, he can make you right. I love the fact he's a passer through his teachings, mic definitions, protections. And making adjustments during the game is vital. He's developed into a more mature quarterback. When we talk maturity, we talk more about decision-making and controlling the tempo and making guys better around him. Love it. Um, I have to say, you know, a lot of times we're hard on these recruiting services. Mm -hmm. um, this was a really well-written piece by Steve, Steve Wolfong. Wolfong's legit. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was in, he got in the bag a little bit here. Yep. It was like well-reported, multiple voices. Yep. Uh, good answers from Bryce on mm -hmm. everything. I was like, this is actually a, it's no, no shade, but I feel like it's rare that you open up one of these articles on the recruiting services and it ends up being like a well-written piece. Right. For sure. Um, so he's visited LSU quite a few times. He's been to Michigan quite a few times as well. He's from Michigan. So that one makes a lot of sense. Um, where else? I think he's visited all these schools, actually. He spoke about each and every one. This quote is from Jermaine Kroll. That's his high school head coach. He's called him a special talent, but it's not his talent that makes him unique or different. It's his desire. It's his competitive edge. That's what makes him different. He's a competitor. As much as I hate to lose, Bryce despises it more than anything. He tries to work to be the best <clears throat> at whatever he's applying himself to. That's what's going to make him great. He's going to work to get better. Whatever it is he can do, he's going to work to get better at it. I got to say, man, Bryce Underwood has the opportunity of a lifetime here. Um, and that's not to say he doesn't have great opportunity no matter where he goes because he's an incredibly talented young man. And he's probably going to go to the NFL if, if he's able to stay on the path that he's on right now. Sure. But only one person has the opportunity to be next in line as the quarterback for Coach Prime, mm -hmm. as the first ever quarterback of, for Coach Prime that wasn't his son. Yep. Now, I guess in the youth stuff, there might have been a small overlap. I know if at one point it was Shiloh. Yeah. Then it became Shador. Maybe there's a gap in there somewhere, but I don't know. I don't think so. The way, like, the relationship that he ha he'll be able to have with Coach Prime um, is really unique, and it gives him a really, really special opportunity that I have to imagine will weigh into his decision. And here's another thing. That quote from his mom, essentially about being challenged and wanting to lay a foundation of being legendary. This is not, this is one of Colorado's best 
recruiting. I, I know Coach Brown doesn't like to call it a pitch, but sure, recruiting features. If Colorado does what they've set out to do, there will be documentaries about this. Mm-hmm. There already is one, but you know what I mean. Yep. Thirty for thirties. There will be, um, you know, statues outside of Folsom Field of, of the people who are part of this. Um, it will be a moment in history in college football. Obviously, going to Michigan or going to Alabama or going to all these places, like you have a chance to do really special things. But I think one of the things that a lot of players that have come to Colorado have said is I wanted to, to you know, tread my own path. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> just from reading this, I felt like there's one of Colorado's best chances is that uh, Bryce Underwood kind of wants to write his own story. Yeah. And Colorado is where you go to do that. You don't think Jordan Seaton's been in his, in his ear telling him the same exact thing? Yep. That's why he came to Colorado. Um, just looking through a lot of these schools that he's got in his top seven. I mean, there's plenty of opportunity here. Um, but, you know, you look at schools like Michigan. They just got a guy in 2024 who early enrolled. Sounds like they have their quarterback of the future. Uh, Oregon. They got Dylan Gabriel. They also got Dante Moore. Yeah. Um, Florida State. I think they have a five-star coming in. Um, who else? Penn State has Drew Alar. Like, he was the number one overall recruit in la- or two years ago, I think. So there's just a real opportunity. We know Shador is probably gone after this. He's gone after this year. Not probably. Yep. He's gone. Yep. He can step right in and be quarterback from basically the second he commits on Saturday if he wants to come to Colorado. Absolutely. Um, it's it's a really unique opportunity. And, like, I don't know. If, <laughs> if I was Bryce Underwood and I watched a, a well-off video, <laughs> I would just be, like, putting myself in the, in the role of Shador. Yep. You know? Because, like, Shador's going to be off in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I would be like, wow, I'm, I get to be, like, next in line. Right. That's a, a really special opportunity. I will say, Andre brought something up to me upstairs um, that has given me a pre-commitment anxiety. If, if Bryce Underwood <laughs> commits to the Buffs on Saturday, we have to hold on to him for 11 months. Holding on to Jordan Seaton for one month was hell. <laughs> it wasn't even a month. It was a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. That was so that was so stressful. Like I would love if he pulls like an Eric Brantley, commits. Yeah. And then it's just like the only time we hear from him is he comes on an official visit next year and just right. comes and hangs out. Uh, but we don't have to hear like, oh, he's visiting Michigan this weekend again. Like, here we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we talked about this last time we talked about Bryce. I it sounds like First off, this is a very bright kid, a very talented kid who knows what he wants in his next destination. But because of this early commitment date, I think this is him really kind of just ending it and trying to build a class around him. You're the number one overall player, dude. Yep. Like The sooner you find a home, the sooner you can bring more talent in around you and build up the program that you go to to what you want it to be. Amen. I think that's a great point. It's a great point, but... Recruiting five stars. It is, yeah. Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> uh, are you worried at all the fact that he's only visited Colorado once and he's visited a few places multiple times? So he's visited Michigan multiple times, obviously. It's yeah. in his backyard. LSU has been like six or seven times, apparently. That's crazy. I mean, you'd like to see more, right? Like, mm-hmm. just, be, just comparing it to that. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. If you have to go see someone something that many times, like, 
right. how many dates do you need to go on with a girl before you ask her to be your girlfriend? That's true, I guess, because you go <laughs> you go to Colorado once. Jordan Seaton's there. You see this overtime thriller against CSU where Shador has a legendary 98-yard drive. Like yep. That could have just been, all right, that's it right there. Right, like what more am I going to see? Right, Lil Wayne's coming out that day <laughs> yeah. and stuff too. Like, What other school has that? No yeah. one. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's another uh, eternal optimist spin for me. <laughs> what are you trying to learn? You're going to see seven times? Right. <laughs> that being um, said, there's got to be a lot of attractiveness to going to a place that's had two Heisman winners at quarterback yeah. in the last, what, seven years? Might even Shorter be less. than that. Yeah, five. Since, what, 2019? Five years? Feels like Joe Burrow's been in the league forever. I know. Uh, we did this last time. Let's touch on the confidence meter here. Scale of 1 to 10. Where are you at with Bryce? Ooh. You said six last time. I said seven. I think I'm up to a seven now. Okay. I'm holding fast at seven. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm confident. Cool, cool hand, Jake. I'm confident, but this is the number one overall player. You can literally go anywhere. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I, I feel I should maybe. No, I, I think seven's a good place to be. But I will say after I said six last week, so, you know, someone hit me up and was like, I think we have a better chance than six. <laughs> Let's go. Um, people mentioned NIL in the comments. Is, C is CU an NIL player for Bryce Underwood? Are they in this class now to consistently pull the top players at respected positions, top players overall? Um, I don't think the pro I don't think the challenge right now is being able to afford a top player. It's more about how many can you get. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Jordan Seaton was an NIL battle. Mm -hmm. We won it. Yeah. Uh, and Coach Prime changes the economics of that by being Coach Prime, if you know what I'm saying. By just, you know, people are w want to play for Coach yeah. Prime, not just only searching a bag. But, you know, there's a there's cost to these things. Places like Ole Miss and Texas A&M and Alabama and Mizzou can just do this over and over and over again. We've got work to do to get to there. So hit up 5430 Foundation. I mean, all these schools seem like they have deep pockets. We know FSU does for sure. We know Michigan and LSU do, as well as Oregon. Um, Bama, of course, Penn State. I don't think NIL is going to be... I mean, it could be a battle here, but you're battling amongst the top schools. Like, yep. I don't know. It feels like you're arguing for a fraction if you're getting into an NIL battle with this. Yeah. All right. Saturday, 3.30. Be ready. What else do we have going on on Saturday? Anything? Uh, it's a weird gap in the sports schedule. Yeah. We, I think we have oh, an, NFL an NFL game. Yeah. yeah. I was... Man, I wanted a bowl game so bad last night. Oh I was God. so thirsty was for fiending. it. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I was too. I um, I watched the Avs, which was actually an awesome game. But I, I was not to mention, like, I've been so hot betting on bowl games. I was just like, give me another yeah. chance. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stay hot. Like, so I feel like I had to leave the craps table and I was rolling. Yep. <laughs> Well, you get one more chance. Speaking of the craps table, going to Circa on Friday. There baby. you go. Let's go. Uh, welcome back, Fubo TV, man. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live from any device, and you can start watching immediately with a free trial. They got the Pac-12 Network, they got the NFL Network, Red Zone, all that good stuff. If you're a sports fan, Fubo TV 
is the place to be. You can watch all your favorite college football and NFL Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR, and you can sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. We love Fubo. Huge Fubo fans here. We absolutely do. We also love Red Hawk Roofing. Yes, we do. Uh, if you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DNVR sent you. One thing I love about the folks over at Red Hawk Roofing, diehard Colorado mm -hmm. sports fans. Um, those are the people that I like to work with and like our company to partner with. So check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com. Let them know DNVR sent you. One quick thing. Go ahead. The comments mentions that I forgot to mention about uh, NIL in Colorado. One of the draws of Colorado and another reason why you might be able to get a quote unquote discount on the front end is you know the opportunities that are going to exist for you exactly if you go and ball out at Colorado. YouTube channels, endorsements, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Bryce Underwood, I don't know if you have a YouTube channel yet. If you commit on Saturday and start a YouTube channel, you can have 10,000 <laughs> subscribers on that channel no by joke. Sunday night. Before you even upload a video, probably. Yes, yes. So that's an opportunity um, to boost yourself. But it goes far beyond that. <clears throat> I mean, we've seen Google. We've seen CVS. Uh, Travis posted yesterday, like, Phil Long Ford. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll have whatever you need taken care of if you come and ball out for Colorado. So that's another part uh, that Coach Prime brings to the uh, table that no one else can. For sure. All right. Um, like, have you even seen Jaden Daniels in, like, a national ad? I haven't seen much of him, really. Besides the Florida game. I don't want to get back into this. Yeah, it's yeah. still ridiculous that he won the Heisman Trophy. Look, he's a baller. He is. I love him. Um, would be happy if he became a Bronco. But Penix was so slept on, it's crazy. It's. I mean, you've seen so many comparisons to the Christian McCaffrey yes. uh, Heisman run on Twitter. And, and It's the same thing. <laughs> I tweeted out about it, about how the only reason he wasn't the Heisman winner because he plays in the Pac-12, and someone said... The Heisman winner last year was out of the Pac-12, and I'm like, he played for it's USC. different when it's USC. And yeah. I didn't want to get, I didn't even respond to them because I was like, we're just gonna go back and forth. Right. But playing for USC is a, is just different, you, mm -hmm. you know, than playing for basically any other Pac-12 school. Even UCLA, I don't think it's sure. quite the same. Um, but you're playing in one of the biggest markets in America. Yeah. You are on the West Coast, but like, for example, there's a ESPN studio right down the street. You know, right. like it's a little different than when you're. Tucked up there in the Northwest. For sure. Anyways, I haven't seen Penix in any commercials either. He needs them. He does. Should have played a Colorado. We need to go back. <laughs> I want to go back to our uh, interview with him, man. Yeah, he was quiet. He was. Honestly, when I was sitting there talking to him, I was like, this guy is all about ball. I know. I love it. <laughs> like He, he kind of thinks it's silly that he's here. He's got the swag. He's got everything. But not man. in like a disrespectful way. And right. just like a, what am I doing? Yeah, I, I could be practicing or watching ball. Watching <laughs> yeah, all about right business. Yep. yep, I love it. All right, uh, a couple of uh, notes here for uh, recruiting in the transfer portal. Take Heat says I refuse to get excited about Bryce until signing day. No way, it's not possible. It's, this is it's, the number it one player. Sounds good in theory. <laughs> yeah, I would love to be able to say I could do something like that, but we're gonna get excited. Uh, yesterday, we got a a crystal ball. For Gregory Genros. Genros? Genros? 
Genros. Gen Genros. I Genros. Think, I, I'll I'll let you uh, let it. I'll let that <laughs> that go. <laughs> Seems like the most uh, <laughs> obvious pronunciation. Um, he is a six foot six, two hundred thirty pound tight end. Uh, the number one JUCO tight end in the twenty twenty four class. He's from Dodge City Community College. He's actually from the Bronx. That's his hometown. Damn. Um, he entered the portal, or not entered the portal. I guess he was a JUCO recruit, but. He was recruited pretty heavily. He committed to Arkansas on November 30th. And then a few weeks went by. He decommitted on the 12th. CU offered him on the 2nd. And then uh, Mississippi State's 247 Sports Insider filed an 8 crystal ball. Ooh. An 8 for him to be a buff. So you're telling me he's trying to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a great landing spot for him here in Boulder. 6'6", 230. Uh, sign me up. Sign me up big time. Uh, an eight crystal ball is very nice. Certainly nothing to be slept on. Uh, number one, like you said, number one Juco tight end. Mm -hmm. Been looking for one more person probably to add to that. You know, you could add more, but you only have so many scholarships. Uh Going from, with all due respect, Michael Harrison and Caleb Faria yeah. for a two-point conversion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Michael Harrison and no one <laughs> to Shimon Mater and Gregory Genros would be uh, very, very awesome. And I hope that he is generous enough <laughs> to bring the Genros family to Boulder. Oh my God. <laughs> uh <laughs> One of the issues with the tight ends that we had this last uh, season, they weren't very big, obviously. We had Michael Harrison, who was a converted wide receiver, so he was a little on the smaller side, was more of that flex tight end. Shema Mateer is 6'5", 250. He's kind of got that typical Y tight end build. Uh, Jen Ross a little smaller at 230. I guess, are you at all concerned about maybe lack of size at the position still? Uh, a little. And depth, too. I mean, it's only two guys we have at this point. Yeah. Louis Passarello is still yes, on the roster. Yes. And felt like Brew really liked him before he got hurt. He was pretty bummed yep. when he went down. So uh, that's one more, but another guy who's undersized. I'll just say this. Most schools don't have those huge tight ends that you're used to seeing in the NFL. Um, that's fair especially in the conferences that were, you know, Pac-12 or Big 12, they do exist. I'm not saying they aren't, but a lot of times you look out there and you're seeing guys who are tall uh, and not as bulky as what you have. Like, this is one of the reasons why I wanted Jalen Conyers so much because he's kind of a unicorn in college football to be that big and that mobile. Yeah. Um, you know, probably a future NFL draft pick. Mm -hmm. So it's tough. You'd like to be, you'd like to have your... Um, Darnell Washington out there, but there's not that many of them. Out Those there. are unicorns. Yeah, exactly. Um, for example, Dallin Holker, who was the, he transferred into CSU. Yep. And he was imposing this last year. He was great. He's only listed at 6'4", 235. That kind of surprised me. I thought he'd be much bigger. <sighs> he looked bigger when yeah. he was playing. Maybe it's because he was just killing us. <laughs> he put a hurting on us. Uh, next note we have, though, and I don't know how you guys do it. The chat is just so on top of things. Uh, yesterday, they brought up Willie Gaines, and if he entered the portal at the end of the show, 
I thought it was out of nowhere. And then last night, <laughs> Willie Gaines enters the portal. Yeah. Kind of a lot to unpack there. Well, it's speaking of yesterday's show, I said something and I wasn't alluding to Willie at all. And I don't even necessarily, I'm not even saying this is the situation. Mm-hmm. But I said, like, you just keep adding wide receivers. And if you have to take wide receivers off the back end, yep. then you'll do that. Uh, I don't know if that's what happened here. He was kind of cryptic about saying it was out of his control or something along those he lines. He had some tweets again, yeah. But regardless, the point is the the room is really stacked, mm-hmm. and it might be getting more stacked. And it might be getting more stacked at his direct position, meaning kind of your inside speed player if they go get LeJounte Wester. So it makes sense for Willie. Um, I actually think Willie can play ball. Like He's le- got speed. Yeah, like legit. Um, but he didn't get the opportunities at Colorado. There's other players in front of him. Um, Jimmy, Chick, you know, kind of playing that speed role in the offense. And so, uh, you know, I hope that uh, Willie goes somewhere that he can get on the field and show what he can do. Um, he was obviously unhappy with oh, sh- how... what should put the uh, Under Armour All-American game on. Starting any second. Can you get this TV on, Alyssa? Please. <clears throat> Can someone help us turn this TV on? They're not listening to us. Hmm. Alyssa is. <laughs> I hear ya. Thanks, Alyssa. Um, I'll get the channel figured out. Where was I going? Oh yeah, he was obviously pretty unhappy. Thank you guys. With a lot of things that unfolded at CU, I think this last year, I think he came in coming off that big J or not a big JSU season, but. He was a factor. I think he scored like eight touchdowns. He had over 500 yards, I believe. Like he was catching long bombs from Shador and just didn't see the field this year. Yep. Uh, I think he only had two receptions for like 12 yards. Uh, it's just obviously he wanted more and it just sucks, man. Like he wanted it to work out here. It didn't work out. Uh, it's a shame he kind of, I guess, blew it up a little bit more than it had to be, but yeah. he was unhappy. Totally. All right, I'm I'm working on getting the channel on here. ESPN, right? Yeah. Oh wait. That's about all I got on Willie, though. We wish him luck. Uh, hopefully, he lands on his feet. Like we said, I think this guy can play. So we'll see where he ends up here. All right. Um. While you get that set up, bang. Good teamwork, everyone. Good By job, everyone, team. I mean, yeah. No one knows that I can do that. I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> well, you just told thousands of people. <laughs> well, I don't care about them, though. <laughs> I don't want people that work here knowing. Well, good thing they're not paying attention to us. Or else then everyone asks me every time they need something done. <laughs> Shout out to our great friends over at Circle K. Uh, I'm a huge, you know, stop at the gas station, pick up a few snacks type of guy, and Circle K is my go-to spot. Uh, you can sign up for their Inner Circle Reward Program. It's a free membership. It's What's very your simple. Go-to? My go-to? Mm-hmm. I'm a huge sunflower seed guy. Just Love them. What, what context do you eat sunflower seed? Any context? I mean, last night when I was riding, I was crushing a bag. <laughs> That's, I like it. During football games, I mean, you know, when you're nervous, just sit in there. Alyssa knows. Like... That's what I eat up in the press box. Just smashing on. Yeah. Okay. Well, what seeds do you go, do you go with? Uh, I like the spits dill pickle ones. Nice, great. Those choice. are the the great ones. Probably the best ones. I like the ranch David's ones. What are you? What are your go to snacks? I'm not much of a snacker. I don't believe that. 
It's true. I'm like a, I get starving and then you just like eat a really big meal. I mean, I kind of do the, the same. not the best thing but. for uh, my physique, but. Also those nerds candies. You know what I love? Huh? The little pretzels with the peanut butter on the inside. Okay. What are the combos? No, 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 no. Those are the ones with the cheese. Oh, These are right, like, right. Um, I don't know. You can't see the inside. Mm -hmm. It's just like a little like pretzel <laughs> yeah. dome. <laughs> I know what you're saying. And they're filled with peanut butter. Those are fire. Uh, I love Takis too. That's a good one. <laughs> Takis are fire. I can only eat. It's like a couple times a year thing for me. Though. Nah, man. I'll crush a whole bag. <laughs> so will I. But I like, then I'm like, okay, I need a break from Takis for a little while. <laughs> Not to get too deep in the weeds here. Is there, is there Takis flavored seeds? Yes. Oh, yes. let's go. Um, they make these hot Cheetos that are like Carolina Reaper hot Cheetos. Okay. So they're really spicy, but they got like a little sweetness on them. Okay. They're incredible. Hell yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> if like, I feel like you're at least close to me on ability to handle spice. Like oh, what yeah. do they hit? What level are they at for you? They're definitely hotter than regular hot Cheetos. They're probably about a seven and a half to eight. That's legit. They're spicy. Here comes Jordan Seton. There he is. There you go. All right, we can get back on track. You were talking about the card you can sign <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, the inner circle. Uh, download the app, use the QR code, um, just enter your email and phone number to be fully enrolled. Um, you get uh, your first five Phillips of gas for 25 cents off. You get five free polar, polar pops and every six free on several items, including pizza rollers, um, beverages, donuts, and more. Shout out Circle K. And then... Oh, I got you. Illegal, Illegal Pete's. Pete's. Big shout out to Illegal Pete's. Uh, if you want to get big and strong like Jordan Seaton, <laughs> dang, great block on the first play. Uh, you you, you got to get over to our friends at Illegal Pete's. Um, go with steak and queso burrito. Go with reverse nachos. Definitely get something involving the queso because the queso is elite. Mm -hmm. uh, but whatever you're doing, uh, Illegal Pete's is the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Um, they have many, many locations, but they now have a new one in Gold's Marketplace on the corner of 26th and Kipling overlooking Crown Hill Park. To be honest, Jake, I have no idea where that is, <laughs> but it Ridge. sounds really nice. <laughs> Tin Wheat Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really nice. Uh, so check out the new Illegal Pete's <laughs> over in Gold's Marketplace. <laughs> All right. As we uh, try not to get too distracted here with this Under Armour All-American game on... Uh, ESPN put out a list today. Top 100 players in college football in 2023. Okay. We had two buffs make the list. Could you guess <laughs> who those two buffs possibly were? I can certainly guess exactly who they are, but the question is, were they properly ranked? Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders. And I'm going to guess that Travis Hunter was ranked above Shador. He was. Okay. Do you want to guess uh, what number for Travis Hunter? How high did he get up the list? I'll tell you where I think he should have been. Okay. And I would guess that they have him lower than this. But I think at the lowest, he should be 15th. Prepare to be disappointed because yep. he's 35th. Yeah. Man, should, uh, Seton is just... Is he mauling? He's just a wall. Uh, the only thing I'll say here is like the cop out for them is that he missed games. Was it three in the end? Yeah, he missed three games. Yep, missed three games in the end. So like, 
kind of gives you an excuse to say, oh, well, yeah, we got to drop him down a little bit. But there's absolutely no possible way that Travis Hunter is not a top 34 player in college football. There's not 35 players better than him right now. No. And the, there's NFL players in front of him. I mean, Jared Verse, Jazan Newton, Troy Franklin, Kool-Aid, of course, Jaden Daniels, Penix, all those guys, Romo Dunze, but... He was, I mean, we've spoken about it before. He was robbed of like an all-time great season in college football because of that hit and injury he took. Yep, yep absolutely. And that's just a fact. But <clears throat> there's just no way. Who's number 34? Number 34 is Drake May. <laughs> Do you want to know who number 33 is? Yeah. J.J. McCarthy. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was easy for the ice team. Noah Fafita is number 31. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that all these quarterbacks are so low. What the heck? They've got like a Barbie box they can what go in? What was that? <laughs> it reminded me of the thing at Circa that you took the yeah. picture. That's why I said the Barbie box. Uh, do you want to guess where Shador is on this list? Okay, well, I would have definitely not had Shador lower than 35. Well, <laughs> but I was right in guessing that Travis was above him. So I'll guess again. I can't guess where I think he should be. I'll say where I think he should have been. Okay. Um, I said, Travis, there's no way he could be lower than 15. Shador, I would say there's no way that he could be lower than 20. 69. An honor. In some ways, yes. <laughs> in some ways, an honor. Do you want to hear the, the player right in front of him at 68? Do it. Michael Pratt, the quarterback from Tulane. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, some quarterbacks ranked in front of him include him. Uh, I'm trying to find a lot of wide receivers. Cam Ward is 52. It's been a while since I looked at Shador's season stats. What did he finish with? 27 and 3. 27 That's not including rushing. So over 30 touchdowns, three interceptions. What was his final yardage? I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, they didn't, I don't think they factored in rushing yards for him, at least in this article. This internet's not working right now. Okay. Uh, I got it. Shador Sanders stats. Here he we finished go. the season with 3,200 yards. 27 passing touchdowns, three interceptions. Four rushing. And four rushing. So 31 touchdowns to three interceptions, a 10 to one. Well, I guess you'd have to include um, fumbles in there too, which I think he had one or two. But regardless, that is a top 50 player for sure. And like I said, I would have him in the top 20. Um, I mean, another guy who had his season derailed just by the offensive line, the offensive coordinator issues. Well, and like, that's where I think, like, knowing ball for sure is important to course. these things. Like, I think you could make a very good argument out there that given the circumstances that he was under, Shador Sanders might have had the most impressive season by a quarterback in college football this year. Do you think we see a rebound in the Shador discourse? Like, you know, last season it was all doubt. Is it all going to be uplifting and build, building up? Probably not because no. it's Colorado and Coach Prime and yeah. Shador. But there will be people out there who are like, honestly, ball knowers are going to be pro For Shador. For sure. Yeah. Um, like, 
I don't know why. Like if Brian Baldinger is talking about quarterbacks, like you're gonna mm-hmm. hear good things about Shador. But it's the talking heads who are who know they can drive engagement over being anti Colorado, anti Sanders, right? Um, that are gonna be against it. That being said, like I, I tell me if there's someone that pops to your head right away is like that could have 31 touchdowns to three interceptions under those circumstances. Like, was there someone else out there at quarterback who was overcoming that much to put up that good of a season? No, I really don't think so. I don't think so. Either. I mean, they had the literally the worst offensive line in the FBS, allowed the most sacks, were just disjointed all the time. Shador was running for his life and still scoring touchdowns, completing passes down the field. Yeah, and, and there are obviously times where Shador held on to the ball too long. Of course. Uh, and, and he took some sacks that could have been avoided by throwing the ball away. But most of that, in my opinion, had to do with the fact that he was having he was he was the offense. What did we say all year? The the identity of the offense is save us Shador. Mm-hmm. And just like snap it. If the first read's not there, pray that Shador makes a crazy play with his feet. Um You watch Michael Penix, and honestly, my biggest fear for Michael Penix as an NFL player is that he's behind the winners of the Joe Moore Award. Yeah. The best mm-hmm. offensive line in college football. He's amazing, and he's dropping dimes left and right. He's doing it most of the time with a clean pocket. And I'm, again, not trying to take anything away from Penix, but if you put Shador behind that line, mm-hmm. you're getting similar results. Oh, yeah. If you put Shador behind any of those playoff lines, yeah. I mean, he's definitely outplaying yours. He's oh, definitely yeah. outplaying JJ. He's yep. outplaying Jalen Milrow for sure. Yep. Him and Penix is just kind of a toss up there. Yep. Exactly. That's my exact point. So, because of that, I believe he deserves to be a lot higher on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado obviously didn't have the season they wanted to, and I think if they beat Stanford, then they probably win one more game, and they're going bowling. And sure. I think the uh, the narrative is totally different. Well, but because damn. Colorado goes four and eight, they they just someone like Shore, they're like, well, if he was that good, they would have won more games. If he doesn't get hurt at the end of the year, they could beat Utah. Yeah. For sure. Man. So I watched his first ice drive. <laughs> By the way, the two teams in the Under Armour All-American Gamer, it's called the next. No, it's still called the Under Armour Next All-American yeah, Gamer. Yeah. Um, it's fire and ice. Jordan Seaton is on team ice. Uh, I watched Fitting. their drive and I thought like, oh, this is like the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. No one's really trying. Now the ice defense is like clamping up. So. I don't know if that is the case. If they were like the quarterback was just chilling back there for the ice team. He just got wrestled down. Goodness. Yeah. Now the fire team's under pressure. Uh, We're missing out here. We had Brandon Davis Swain. He was the other buff that was going to be in this game, but he, uh, they wouldn't let him play because of an injury. He suffered to his elbow, I guess at the end of uh, their playoff run out there in Michigan. They want to know who was number one on this list. Oh, it was Jaden Daniels. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you the top top five here. Yeah, top ten real quick. Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., Marvin Harrison Jr., Bo Nix, Brock Bowers, Malik Neighbors, Romo Dunze, Dallas Turner, Joe Alt, and Caleb Williams. Do you think there's a chance Caleb falls off of number one pick? I do. I do too. Uh, He shouldn't, though. I'm still firmly team Caleb. Yeah. I love Penix, and if I if I was giving I don't know if I was able to just watch the tape, 
and know nothing about the. T- My God, this guy. Damn, crazy. who is this? I don't know. If I was watching the tape and had no idea what the players were, and I didn't know anything about their backstories, it's DJ Lagway. I would take Penix. But when you're doing this, you have to factor in a lot of things. Um, Penix coming off of two knee surgeries in his career, and now he's been healthy for two straight years, but still worries you like one more. You never come back from a second ACL the same way you came back from a first uh, on the same knee. He's twenty. He's going to be 24 yeah, by the Caleb's time he takes his much first, younger. first snap. Caleb's two years younger, so it's like you're asking yourself, Will Caleb Williams be as good as Penix is now, two mm-hmm. years from now, in, in your system? Sure. And I think most NFL evaluators would, would say uh, they're going to take Caleb. But let me say, for the Broncos, it might work out just perfectly. Like, Sean Payton's here for a good time, not for a long oh, time. Oh, for sure. He's not worried about Michael Penix's knees 10 years from now. Yep. He's worried about who's giving me the best chance to win right now. So I think they might uh, it might work out perfectly for them there. But... The Penix hype train is on fire right now, so he might end up working his way into the top five. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he ends up. Top three, even. Um, maybe even top two over Drake May. But Caleb, look, man, if that defense was just a little bit better, I think the narrative around him is much different. They probably win that Washington game if they're able to get an extra stop or two. Um, yeah. You know, like the two-lane bowl loss last year. Like, what more do you want the guy to do? Yeah. He puts up numbers, he scores touchdowns. It's not his fault his defense allows 50 points all the time. I will say, and, it, and it, it's very notable for us right now because this is what basically Sean Payton's complaint about Russ was, which was like he's not doing enough within the confines of yes. the offense. Yes. And it's like that's why Penix looks so good. Right. Because he's just playing that offense mm-hmm. at such an elite level. Whereas Caleb and honestly Shador last year, now Shador was more because he didn't have a choice, um, but they are operating, they're creating plays that aren't yeah. there. They're playmakers. And obviously we've seen Shador when he's working within the offense and he's elite at it. And I think Caleb can be too. Mm-hmm. But last year especially, it felt like Caleb f- fell in love with the idea of like, I could gain 10 yards by just hitting this dig. Or I can break out of the pocket and let Zachariah Branch streak across yep. the field and I can hit him and I can throw, you know, off platform 60 yards down the field. Yep. Um, I think there's a chance, though, that the way things ended for him at the end of last season, which was very bad, just from like an optics standpoint, they're losing every week. He's right. crying on the sidelines. I think the NFL teams might overthink it. And by the time the draft actually comes around, talk themselves out of drafting Caleb Williams. Yep. Uh, I'm still Team Caleb, though, man. What I saw the last two seasons was special, special football. He does things that very, very few people can do. It's about, it comes down to margin of error, and he's just got such a wide margin of error. He can bail you out of so many situations. He can create plays out of nothing. It's why Josh Allen was able to survive the first Mm -hmm. two years in the NFL when he was still kind of trying to figure out how to play quarterback. Right. He was just running around like crazy and making plays because his margin of error was bigger. I think you're going to see that a lot for Caleb Williams. But I also think if I had to pick like, who's my most likely to have a CJ Stroud impact on their team next year, I would pick Penix. I agree. Um, Back to the list real quick. Uh, We can talk about Zay Weaver. He should have been on this list, right? I think so. And I, I, uh, 
how'd you tell me who's the last receiver on the list? Zachariah Branch at like 83. And when you look at Zachariah Branch's stats and Xavier Weaver's stats, they were incredibly comparable. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you could say like from a pure wide receiver standpoint, Zay was better. Uh, in fact, I don't even think you could say that. It's obvious fact. Right. Um, so the fact that there's 17 spots after Branch, I think you could have snuck Zay into this list. I mean, Zachariah Branch was very explosive. He was very fun to watch. He's awesome to watch. I do feel like his kick returns, though, kind of just boosted him up another few notches. Whereas Zay, like you just said, he's a more complete wide receiver. He was making plays down the field more consistently. He was the number one wide receiver. And if he doesn't get hurt, he breaks 1,000 yards yep. and has an even better season statistically. Yep, yep. So I, w I would have loved to see Zay uh, make the back end of this list. He was awesome this year. And I haven't heard much NFL hype for him outside of our circle. Mm -hmm. Someone is going to get a great player. Yep. Like a really good wide receiver. And I'm starting to believe they're going to be able to do it beyond the second round, maybe even beyond the third round. Yep. Which is crazy to me. I'm trying to find... I don't think he's picked a bowl yet. Uh, All-Star Bowl. Oh, okay. Is he invited to the Senior Bowl? Senior Bowl tweeted him out early in the year, but I don't know if he's... I don't know if we've gotten Senior Bowl invitations yet, though. We're getting some Jordan Seaton hype on the, on the uh, field right now. Um, let me check real quick here. Who do you think uh, from this year, this year's team, outside of Shador and Travis, could make this list next year? Shit, man. I'm watching Jordan Seaton lock it down over here. <laughs> uh, dreaming of a potential uh, left tackle for Colorado on this list. But I think Will Shepard would be my number one candidate for this mm -hmm. um this dude is going to be such a perfect match with Shador you know one of the things that I learned last year who is that I think we're good bro okay oh it's oh, Jaquan, Jaquan McCroy. McCroy oh just got my heart dropping <laughs> that over that was scary <laughs> uh someone's if you're not watching at home someone was down on the field on the offensive line um one thing I learned about Shador last year, which is true of a lot of quarterbacks who are incredibly smart, and that is to really jive with him as a wide receiver, you too have to be incredibly smart. Mm -hmm. And it's why Zay put up the numbers that he did is he he got Shador. He understood Shador. It's, it's honestly why Shador liked Montana from the start because he's like, okay, yeah. you know where to be and how to get there. You know how to find the spot in a zone. And you don't put up the numbers that Will Shepard has put up without knowing these things about football. Uh, and, and you can talk, I want you to talk about your film room here mm -hmm. in just a second, but I'll just add Will Shepard and Shador Sanders is going to be like a match made in heaven. And because of that, I think you're going to see like a, a really big number next to his name when the stats come out next year. And I, I bet you he makes this top 100 list. So yeah, I wrote the I wrote this film room last night. It's up on ddmvr.com right now if you want to go check it out. Packed with clips um, and analysis from his career at Vanderbilt. We talked about it a lot, man. But he just reminds me so much of Zay Weaver. 
in everything he does. He can go over the top and take the football off of defensive backs' heads. Um, he's a big play threat from anywhere on the field. He can, he has the speed to take it to the house if he breaks a tackle. He's extremely tough. He's willing to catch the ball in contested situations underneath, um, can break tackles, and he's just an all-around football player. He can return punts if you ask him to. Uh, he can work the short game, work intermediate, and, of course, he's a deep threat. And he's just bigger Zay Weaver. He really yep, is. Yep. Uh, he's got more of a frame. He kind of reminds me of, like, prime Allen Robinson when he was in Jacksonville, you know? Nice. Just how he was or able... Or Penn State. Yeah, just how he was able to play the football up there and just kind of make big plays happen all the time. Dude, his catch radius is pretty crazy. He has yeah. super long arms. There's a few sideline catches in this film room where he is up against the... There's no room for him to work the alley, and he has to full extend to make these grabs. Yep. It's outrageous. Yeah. Well, what's funny is we didn't have that many... Uh, crazy catches this last year a lot of it was because Shador is so accurate yeah um but he had like he makes some dope catches some sick one-handed catches and uh and yeah his his catch radius is special but like i said that understanding of the game from a guy who's going into his fifth year in college football mm -hmm. is going to go a long long way with Shador yep i mean again it's just like zay weaver man zay weaver came in as a grad transfer last year um, had decent production at his prior stop, mm -hmm. but was just primed to explode playing with the best quarterback he's ever played with, uh, the most weapons he's ever been surrounded by. He doesn't have to go up against Georgia and Alabama and all these LSU defensive backs week in and week out now. So I'm expecting a big year from him. I'm excited to watch him. Go check it out. Check out the uh, film room, thednvr.com. Jake uh, put in the work watching Will Shepard and gives you a really good snapshot of the player the buffs are getting all right um last shout out to our friends over at Bacchus and shanker if you get hurt give them a call they've been helping colorado families win for 25 plus years they've won over a billion dollars for their clients no fees to speak with them about your case no fees while they work on your case and no fees unless they win your case and win money for you they got more than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff they're all throughout the city uh, they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. Even if you're hurt at work, you know who to call. Smash the two, 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 two. To find out if you have a case for a free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. I'll get the ad here in a second, but you're I good. was very distracted by... Oh, I think we're good, right? Yeah, we're good. Okay, check this out. Okay. 2021, mm -hmm. Shador Sanders' freshman season yep. at Jackson State. Listen to his stats. 272 of 413, so that's 65% completions, 3,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 8 interception, a 151.7 rating. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar to you? Because this last year, he went 298 of 430, so 69% completion, 3,200 yards, same amount of yards, yep. 27 touchdowns, a few less, uh, 3 interceptions, a few less, 151.7 rating, exact same rating. The reason I bring that up is that's Shador's first season at a new level, right? Mm -hmm. He goes from high school to Jackson State. He puts up those numbers, which is crazy as a true freshman anyways. Yeah. But then his second season at Jackson, which pattern would tell us is more like what we're going to see this year, 341 of 483, 70% completions, 3,700 yards, 40 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 160.4 rating. That might just be what we're in for this year, and that – is Heisman, Heisman type numbers. Absolutely, man. 
Uh, he's just... I can't wait to watch him again. I know. It's going to be such a big year. Watching him with protection. I know. Seeing him move like Penix in the pocket, you know, yeah. like those little those, shimmies just yeah. to find a window. Like, yeah. instead of just sprinting out the back and just hoping that he can run all the way around to the line of scrimmage and maybe complete it. Awesome. It's going to be a lot different. Uh, Cam with the question. Do we actually know if he would start right away with Walter Taylor and some... Uh, the kid. kid from Kentucky or even Stout being the on the being team, on the team right, right, now. right now. Absolutely. Well, you don't know anything, um, but he would have the inside track. All he does is win and play at a high level since yeah. he was a freshman at high school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he would have a very good chance to start. I'll put it that way. For sure. All right, next question. What's up, Eric? Uh, Arizona and Colorado basketball tonight on ESPN. Tonight? Tomorrow, tomorrow, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. We'll be watching tomorrow for sure. Right? It is tomorrow. I thought crazy. it was Thursday, yeah. Yeah, Thursday. Okay. Um, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I was thinking maybe we watch it here. Um, invite the people down to come hang out. Mm -hmm. But Arizona, number 10 in the country right now. Very flawed. Very good, very talented, very flawed. Yep. Um, on the road in college basketball is incredibly difficult. I'm not expecting the Buffs to win, but I will, I expect them to put up a really uh, give themselves a chance. And still, the last we heard, we don't really know the status of Tristan and Cody. So yeah, that's. I would guess that th this would be like their target date when they went down. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's just get back for Arizona. Uh, and to be fair, they've executed everything perfectly. The Buffs have won every game without them. Yep. But it would be sweet if we could get them back. I know you know Cody wants to be out there mm -hmm. playing against Arizona. And same with Tristan. There's two two NFL, sorry, NBA prospects uh, playing in a game that's going to have a lot of scouts. I think Cody's closer than Tristan for what it's worth. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, Coach K, what's up, man? Says, love the show, guys, but Lovey Smith would be an absolute terrible hire. He hasn't been considered a good head coach since 2011. Mike Zimmer or Jim Leonard? Uh, I disagree. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, he didn't say good head coach. He just said good coach, but most of that time he has been a head coach, uh, and I think he is considered a very good coach. Uh, he hasn't exactly been in places – that are set up for success. He was just like left on the vine to wilt away in Houston. Like yep. there was no, you had the Deshaun Watson stuff going down. They had no quarterback. They were terrible all and the they, way around. Yeah. They kind of brought him in as just like a scapegoat. A, yeah. Scapegoat, a stop gap, whatever you want to call it. Band-aid. Um, they're like, let's bring in someone who's going to establish good culture. But Lovey Smith is a very good defensive mind. And someone I think in our YouTube post-show comments yesterday commented um warren Sapp played in the tampa too yeah so bring in you know you have another person who can help teach these guys the defense i th i think it makes a lot of sense i don't know if that's w which way they're gonna go but i would i would like it if they did well even beyond that just his history at illinois and coaching college football too like you literally get the bo best of both worlds and we talked about how he used the portal at Illinois yesterday. Like, he's not going to be shocked by how Colorado's trying to build their roster or how they're going to have to go get players yep. moving forward. Yep. Uh, Louis says, any hints when the new coach will be announced? We don't know anything. <laughs> we really don't. Coach Prime, if you're watching, 
be sick if you did it like an <laughs> hour before our show. Yeah, that'd be clutch. <laughs> uh, DJ Flame with the super chat. Okay, guys, each of you give us your top five opponents. You're excited for next season, even though we don't know the dates. Okay, number one, Nebraska. Number mm -hmm. two, make sure I'm. I'm excited for CSU. Gotta be. Yep. How yep. can you not be? Exactly. Um, shout out to Jay Norvell for making people care about that game again, <laughs> I guess. Um, All right. So we got North Dakota, obviously. North Dakota no. State, sorry. Uh, Arizona, Utah, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Cincinnati. Okay. Oklahoma State's going number three for me. Cincinnati, Kansas, Texas Tech, UCF. UCF's up there, too. I'm not putting them in my top five. Why? I'm going Nebraska. Colorado State, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State. I'll throw. Uh, I like the battle of the black and gold, though. I, I I'm I'm excited. I'm for intrigued it for by sure. it. But I just I, I I want. I guess it's all nostalgia. It's a whole my whole top five is just nostalgia. It's <laughs> our old fair. rivalries and you know it's our old kind of offshoot rivalries. I'll throw in um, Utah as well. I just feel like that could be a nice measuring stick game year over year to see. I mean, you could say the same thing about Nebraska and CSU, but Utah was the team to beat in the Pac-12 for a while, and they're going to be, I think, one of, if not the teams at the top next oh year. Oh, my God, that was sick. Um, yeah, I think you're right. You've got a 47-year-old Cam Rising leading the way. <laughs> Uh, Wiley vet. I can't believe he's coming back. I can't either. I can't either. But, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm excited for the whole season, dude. Same, man. Like, even North Dakota State has a case to be on this because it's the first game. For sure. Watch this little juke. And then the Oh, third. and a dart. <laughs> yeah. Who threw that? I don't know. A wide receiver. Nitro Tuggle, maybe? Who is that? This is fun. They going to put his name up at all? No. By the way, last thing I'll say here. Oh, we got a couple more Super Chats. But I was going to say, um, Jordan Seaton, one of the few offensive linemen that looks cool on the field. Oh, yeah. He's got that swag. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a rare trait. Uh-huh. Uh, Warren with the $30 Super Chat says, Damn. Happy New Year, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Warren. Really appreciate, appreciate all support all year long, man. And then Brianne says, Jake, where do you want Bryce? Michigan or Colorado? I, I mean, green. come on. Um, yeah. I, I want to cover the guy. I want to like talk to him. I want to follow him. Like, yep. It'd be cool if he played for my favorite team, but it, it's different here, obviously, for many reasons. Yeah, he wants, he wants him to be a buff. Of course. Uh, I saw it was someone's birthday in the chat. If that was you, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Smoke. Happy birthday, Smoke. Um, is that it? All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. You're here tomorrow, right? Yep. Okay, cool. We'll see you then. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Like the mayor. 